2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
3: (laughs) You see? You see? Your stupid minds! Stupid! Stupid! (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. You get nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! (sighs) Can you, like... Shut up. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine, on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown.
2: Why can't you give
4: me the respect that I'm entitled to?
3: I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola valves dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. i want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsitating shave i want a magic pill for my ailments the health equivalent of citizen kane and if i don't get it now in the tablet i think i'm doomed and i'll have to go insane i want a requiem for my disease so i'm paging dr steve it's Weird Medicine from the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios in beautiful downtown Bedabler City. The first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott. Traditional Chinese medicine provider. It gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Doctor Scott. Hey, Doctor Steve. And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. Back from sabbatical. It is P.A. Lydia, everyone.
1: Hello. That
3: was some sabbatical. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider if you can't find an answer anywhere else give us a call at 347-766-4323 that's 347 Poohhead. follow us on twitter at weird medicine or at dr scott wm visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast, medical news and stuff most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your healthcare provider. Very good. Okay. Uh, please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff.drsteve.com is the holiday season emerges. It really helps a lot to just use that link to go to Amazon. So, stuff.drsteve.com. And you can get your uh, favorite guitar player, a roadie. Robotic um, tuner or the new roadie Coach, which is a uh, device that teaches someone how to actually play their instrument. So you can go to roadie R O A D I E, Dr. com or just go to stuff.drsteve.com and scroll down and it'll be right there. Um, good stocking, stocking stuffers are tweaked audio.com. Use offer code FLUID for 33% off your order. We don't know if we get anything from that anymore, but the link still works and the code still works, so that's more important to me. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website. It's simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And Tacey and I do a show, and we're doing some live streams, and we're doing some different things. And I also posted uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, from my trip to Dallas, uh, doing uh, the Normal World um, uh, uh, Halloween special. That was loads of fun. So the link to the special is there, but also sort of some things that have, you know, explaining how we did it and those kinds of things. So check that out at patreon.com slash weird medicine. And also I'm still doing cameos for next to nothing. Check that out at cameo.com slash weird medicine. I did a bunch of them while I was in Dallas, while we were filming uh normal world. And that was kind of fun. So uh, Donna, uh, Donna P. got a whole bunch of those, and uh, she helped us get to our goal of being gold on Cameo. I still don't know what that, what oh. that is. You had to do 50 of them. <laughs> and one time uh, I was, um, I, I had done like 12 in a day, and I was one below Darcy De Silva. Tacey knows who that is.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: How exciting was that that I... Of course, she probably charged, you know, two hundred and fifty for hers, and I was charging two dollars. But as far as the uh, sc- the number of uh, of cameos being done, I was one less than her. But anyway, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I wonder if she looked down there and went, Ooh, "Who's this? Who's that?" Yes, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Darcy. Anyway, all right, <laughs>
1: all right.
3: Well, uh, I guess we should probably. Um, Uh, Talk about the elephant in the room, P.A. Lydia hasn't been here for quite some time. (laughs) And uh, the um, elephant in the room is the fact that you actually had um, your procedure that we've been talking about in here for for years. So uh, tell us about that. I don't want to be the one to break Uh the news. It's not my news to break
4: Thank you. It's such an honor to break this. Yeah. In. Well, do you not
3: want to? So That's no, okay. I do. Do yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah totally. So uh, I, do-do. Yeah. Do-do. I noticed.
4: Do-do. I hoped no one would pick <laughs> up on that. Yeah. So we several months ago did a couple of specials on boob jobs, right? And mm-hmm. we had several women call in who had had the procedure done. Right. All different aspects, and it was extremely helpful to me. Oh good. So I ended up deciding <clears throat> to go forward with a boob job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And? And I'm um, three weeks, three, three and a half weeks post-op. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything oh, awesome. Everything's good.
3: Yay. Better by the day. Excellent. No so more pain. please tell me you went for 42 triple Gs. I didn't.
4: I actually didn't <laughs> know what I was getting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I described what I wanted, and you guys oh, yeah. in the studio well, can see. Well, there you go. So I said I, I don't want to show up at work and be poking people in the face, no. yeah. but I want to know that I have some breasts. Right. So he did yeah. some measurements and he recommended three hundred and sixty nine ccs.
3: which yeah, it doesn't tell you very much he it, right? yeah and yeah. I was
4: like, well, what cup size he says it doesn't work that way. You'll find. yeah <laughs> he's like, just trust me. I know yeah. what you're describing something cool. modest yeah and pr- so it ends up I think I'm like a full C I haven't even measured yet. I'm still in the zipper bras. You still
5: swollen a little bit. Oh, was that? right? I'm not
4: swollen. I just wear like little sports bras with a zipper
5: yeah.
4: and no padding.
5: Was it painful?
4: It. I I used narcotics for the first 48 hours. Okay. Sporadically, hmm. I took NSAIDs so celecoxib. Yeah. Daily or twice a day for a week. Um, and then a
3: nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory. Drug. Yeah, she likes to throw the jargon around. So, <laughs> which at least
4: a- I didn't use the brand name. Fancy right.
3: talk. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> and right.
4: so I, yeah, NSAIDs.
3: Celebrex. Well, for this show, you can use brand names because okay, our our patients are more used yeah, to. Yeah. So brand some names.
4: Celebrex, and then uh, ultimately switched over to Advil, Tylenol. The biggest uh, thing that I noticed that was most difficult was a having a three-year-old who's used to being all over me, yeah. and she was a bit dramatic because I couldn't pick her up for the first two weeks. Oh, yeah. So she would randomly <laughs> sock me in the breast. What? And I was constantly worried about getting a hematoma Yuck. and having to go in and evacuate really? it. Really? So, so yeah. she
3: attributed you not picking her up to you having a boob job.
4: Well, she went She's with like, me. stupid I mean, boobs. I need a ride. I'm a single mom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. my mother and my daughter took me to
5: oh, <laughs> Jesus. I thought, I thought you were going to say she drove you home after <laughs> the procedure. <laughs> so she did.
4: Oh Well, not the three. She one. had a booster seat. She was out. next oh, to okay, me. Uh, she had a she was next seat. to me, and I had my little. Um, they sent me home, so I, I drove about six hours to get it done. And they were a, a bit annoyed that I was just going to get back in the car and go home six hours immediately after yeah. the procedure. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I gotta,
5: you gotta do what you gotta, I gotta do. I gotta do, stuff. do so stuff. So
4: they gave me some SCDs, some compression, battery powered compression uh, stockings oh. for my legs. Okay. And I wore them all the way home. To that helps prevent blood clots right. after surgery. Yeah. So yeah. very wow. good. And some spasms, and ended up needing some flexoril, uh for a couple days. But yeah, awesome. now I'm just massaging them, yep. trying to keep them down and jiggly.
3: Need any help <laughs> with
5: that? I'm, I'm sure Doctor Scott would a, be happy to help. I was out. thinking like for a, a Craigslist small fee, ad. Course. Small fee, yeah. College kids. Small fee, yeah.
4: Come massage my breasts. <laughs> for me
5: <laughs> <laughs> Practice. They can practice, right? <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: Well, you get a Give bell. Give thyself yeah. bell. a bell. Matter of
3: fact, you—you, you, it doesn't matter how many bells they get today. Today, you win the bells yeah. because you get as many bells as you want <laughs> for getting a boob job because our <laughs> listeners encouraged you to do it.
4: I mean, listen, I would not have done it just because of the listeners, <laughs> no, but it. they were very helpful. Yeah, yeah good. Well, very thank helpful. you, listeners. All thank right. you,
3: guys. Very good. Yeah, it is funny that um, <clears throat> I guess we're all going to, for some sort of mean because— People uh, have breast reductions, and then you have Mm -hmm. people that are going, well, wait a minute. I would like to have larger breasts. So, you know, we're always never, I guess, happy with what we have. I don't know what it is. Or we're going for some median. You know, there's some.
4: Yeah, you're probably always a bit dissatisfied with what you have,
1: right?
3: Minus A is not enough, but, um, yeah, 42 triple G is probably too much. A bit much.
1: For... a breast reduction, you could be trying to avoid back pain.
3: Correct. Mm-hmm. You know. I, To me, you know, to that
5: I say just work out at the gym a little bit more. Or lean back a little bit <laughs> so that your center of gravity goes back and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's simple physics. It's simple. Works that simple, way. simple physics. It does not definitely work.
1: Definitely. Works that yeah, way. there's not a boob workout you can do that decreases the size of your
5: breast. I, but you, but you, you can lean backwards though. You can I'm going to invent one because I think <laughs> there lean, is. I think lean there
3: lean are back. exercises you could do to if that's your only reason. <laughs> it's funny the the physician
4: that I used for it, the my friend mm-hmm. who also used him. She actually went to him to have her implants removed. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I'll go and have it. But she said, I'd do it again because she thought she was having some systemic inflammatory symptoms, yes. generally feeling bad. Perhaps she thought because of her implants. It's so called Asia removed.
3: syndrome. And uh, lots of um, uh, people think that they have that. But I think mm-hmm. I, um, well... Let me put it this way. I've heard of a case that was absolutely legit where the person had um, undifferentiated um, um, rheumatologic disorder. And um, the thing is, is that when they went to get their implants removed, uh, the, the the surgeon wouldn't do it. They said, if I take them out, I'm not putting anything else back in. Mm-hmm. So this person was like, well, okay, then I'm just leaving them in. Huh. Yeah. Mm. That's yep, a little stinker. Yeah, so it's called oh, it's an autoimmune oh. syndrome from uh immu- A-S-I-A. no I um, gotta look. immune a- uh antigen or something like that. Asia, uh, syndrome. Asia syndrome. look it up, Thank you. It. you. All right, but uh yeah, so that's a that is you know for a while there, they stopped using silicone mm-hmm. implants because of that and then the data came out and said you know it's really if it happens at all it's vanishingly
5: rare but the odds aren't zero so well can. can, think it's 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 um anti-inflammatory immune syndrome induced by adjuvants Adjuvants, so but you know dr steven well we all and lydia and taste we all know we've all seen them people that have implants they you can be allergic to anything do have re- reactions to anything, right? Even you titanium. Could, you which could have a crazy. You I didn't a, believe a, that one. Yeah, you know, you had a plate in your arm, and you can mm-hmm. actually have an allergy. I had it. Well, let's. Say I, I I saw. a read one time where a gal <laughs> had an ACDF. You know, so it's an anterior cervical fusion, disc fusion, and when, and was allergic to the implants. Really? Yeah. The the, the metals. So they had to go and take it all out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's two neck surgeries. Yikes. Oh no. Yeah, Difficult
4: to prove. I mean, was she having like local? Oh
5: yeah. It's very yeah. Rash, you know, okay. kind of swelling, very histaminic response. Right, is awful. She's so having trouble swel- swallowing. Yeah. coughing. It's awful. So,
3: yeah, the um, the Asia syndrome causes a uh, you know it's systemic. It's mm-hmm. it, it hurts everywhere except where the implants are. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's why so many people were saying well, you know poo pooing it, saying that it you know it's not a real thing, but. Um, it's uh, it 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 can be a, it can result from exposure to other things other than silicone implants, and um, you know it's uh, very it is very difficult to uh, diagnose. There are uh, aluminum based adjuvants that are used in some vaccines that people can get this from.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, some other things, uh, such of that nature, but they'll get um, they'll get myalgias, in other words, muscle pains, arthritis, or, you know, or, or arthralgias, which are joint pains, uh, chronic fatigue, um, usually um, you know, neurologic weakness caused by actual demyelination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Asia syndrome itself is not that controversial. It was just controversial whether silicone implants could cause it or got not. You. So, anyway. All right. Yeah. Well, we're. Uh, did, so, did you get saline I got silicone. or silicone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
4: got the. They call them gummies or gummy bears or something. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: They feel like gummy They're bears is gummy. that way? Like? <laughs> <laughs> supposed they to got, be more natural. They have cherry feeling. flavor.
4: They don't have any flavor, <laughs> and they are they are smooth and round, as opposed to teardrop. Because the teardrops were the ones with the rough texture mm. that were uh, more linked to lymphoma.
3: Is that right? Yeah. And they were rough oh. texture to keep them in place. Right. And this oh. doesn't matter if it spins around in Correct. there. Who cares? Yeah. Interesting.
4: <laughs> Which has happened once.
3: Yeah. Oh, is that right? Really? How do you know?
4: I felt it. Oh <laughs> wow! Someone rolled over on me, and I felt, I felt it.
3: You felt it just go boop.
4: Yeah. It wow. went bloop. Exactly like Did it hurt? It did not hurt.
3: Can you make it? Do but you know? I was
4: so shocked that I felt like trick. it should hurt, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, but it didn't hurt. So it was fine. Wow. Well, Can
3: you make it, do it, or you're no, not even going to try it? No, I'm not going to try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Come mind.
3: on. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe for
1: a party trick, though, later. Oh, Next sure. year or something. I don't think so.
3: But have you, I mean, if you put a light, a, I have like not a tried bright that. light, does it let your boob light up like E.T.'s finger?
4: I'll try it tonight Okay, let you know. That would be a Halloween trick. That would be a Halloween costume.
3: Come to the door. (laughs) Exactly. Lit up.
5: (laughs) Oh, my God. Poor Lydia. She's going to second guess. You can try it now if you
3: want. I've got a flashlight. (laughs) It's okay. Okay. All right. Well, you're not one of those that goes, Oh, you want to see? Because we've had friends that were like, We're just showing everybody. It's like, yeah. Why are you?
4: Nobody's seen them except for my girlfriend. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, my, you know, yeah, my no, female I know friend, Ashley. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She, she liked be. him. Good. Well, maybe she'll be your real <laughs> girlfriend now. Just
4: maybe so. Her husband was a little jealous that I was showing her my boobs. <laughs>
3: Well good. Well congratulations. Thanks, Glad guys. everything went okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for your and role in th- it. Th- thank you f- uh, to the listeners who gave great the advice. peer pressure, yes. the peer the pressure. The positives and yeah. the negatives yes. Correct. all yeah. equally weighed. I Yay. love it. Excellent. Well, all right. Well, something that we've instituted since you were here last, which means it's been a long time, is Tacy's time of topics. I don't think we had that. Then. At least we did not have. Remember. She didn't have themes music. So let's hit it. Let's do it. It's Tacey's Time of Topics, a time for Tacey to discuss topics of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacey.
1: Well, hello everyone. I just want to give credit to Steve for giving me these topics because Mm. I had to work 13 hours this week and it was entirely too difficult to find topics of my own. So anyway. You get nothing! That's right. So, let me put my glasses on. Mm. Now's the time to go potty if you need to. (laughs) The man who swallowed all the knives aboard the ship. In 1808, an American sailor was admitted to Guy's Hospital in London complaining of persistent abdominal pain. Doctors could not understand the cause of his illness and refused to believe his explanation that he had swallowed dozens of knives. A few months later, he died, and doctors discovered that the sailor had been telling the truth. Inside his stomach and intestines were the corroded remains of more than 30 knives, swallowed as part of a horribly misguided party trick. What?
3: He did it as a trick? Mm-hmm. Oh, my word.
1: In one occasion, he swallowed you know, as many as— There's a magic
3: trick that where you can do that, where it looks like you're swallowing a knife. You're not supposed to actually no, do it. No, he did
1: it, but he oh, swallowed gosh. as many as 14 in a single session. Dumbass. <laughs> oh. so this one, one is speak disgusting. Speak ill
3: of the dead, but that's just stupid. Yeah, this yeah. Ne-
1: next one is also disgusting. Story number two, A Boy Who Honked Like a Goose. In 1848, the German surgeon Carl August von Burrow was summoned to treat one of the strangest cases of his or anybody else's career. A boy from a nearby village was struggling to breathe, and every time he excelled, he honked like a goose. They learned that the local children liked to blow through the throat of a recently killed goose to imitate the bird's cry. His young patient had been playing this unconventional game when he was overcome by a coughing fit, and inhaled the goose's larynx. What? The surgeon performed a tracheotomy and managed to remove the goose's throat from inside the boy's. The patient made a good recovery.
3: Now, so this sounds just like um, Jurassic Park three. Didn't they hold up a a, um, a raptor? Voice box and try to communicate with the raptors that we're all going to kill them and then she goes floop, floop through this thing, and they all stop. I didn't see Just that. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not word. sure. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here, yeah, here was the, they had um, that kid um, on um, TV not too too long ago, and of course yeah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Billy, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Stupid. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's funny. Anyway. Topic number three, the tapeworm trap. Mm. One of the more unusual medical devices ever sold was patented in 1854 by an American doctor. Of course. He described his invention as a trap for tapeworm. <laughs> it consisted of a hollow gold t- tube baited with a piece of cheese attached to a length of string. <laughs> Come on. The patient was supposed to swallow this apparatus and then wait for a hungry tapeworm to seize the cheese. At this point, Dr. Myers said by a gentle pulling at the cord of the trap and worm will with ease and perfect safety be withdrawn. The inventor claimed implausibly that he had used it to catch a monster tapeworm more than 50 feet Get long. Okay. And truth to the device was... It's not a gerbil. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was both ridiculous and useless, and within a couple of years was no more than a historical
3: curiosity. Okay, I could see someone falling for it, but why... I mean, it's pretty demonstrably um, uh, worthless as soon as they go to withdraw the thing, and there's no tapeworm. But I guess he just said, well, I guess you don't really have a tapeworm.
4: I was thinking they would at least go through the other end. You know, well, if it went all the, the way, way through, then
3: you would have. I mean, it'd have to be a really long uh, I mean, string and it would be there. a problem. <laughs> yeah. Don't it, you pull
4: tapeworms it, out through the.
5: Well, they do, do, but he wasn't. He yeah, was, he was the wrong He was fishing side. for tapeworms. Wrong hole,
4: buddy. Yeah, right, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely
5: wrong. Because it'd be kind of hard to get it back up through the. Yes, seal, deal. You know, it's a, it, yeah, that's. Um, when was that? 1854. Okay, well, I guess they can be excused
3: for not well, understanding. Know. If he would this have just works.
5: it would have been a lot better if he had just gave, you know, put a couple little small things of without the string and just let the worms crawl in and eat the cheese and poop them out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Want, I'm like a, like a little trap. You know, like a little trap. You just poop out the traps. I think he probably <laughs> thought it would work, but yeah, that was, that's
3: that's some dumbass <laughs> shit. <right there. laughs> that's that's hard. That that
4: what are the best ways to remove tapeworms right now?
3: Um you poison. Just kill them with yeah, poison. kill Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's mabendazole or what we use for it, but. Um, i guess if it's big more.
5: enough, you could probably lasso it and no. ease it out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anti helminthic drugs. So these are helminths, you know, they're worms. Mm-hmm. So, Prazequantel is biltricide, abendazole is albenza, and uh, nitazoxanide uh, is Alina. So, okay. healthcare providers usually recommend praziquantel Quantel because it also paralyzes the worm, forcing it to dislodge from your intestinal wall. <laughs> but those drugs work really well the anti helminthic drugs. You know, they kill pinworms and all kinds of different worms inside your body. If you want to see a really horrific, Thing you could Google uh, rectal ascaris a s c a r i s those are round worms and when you kill those you poop them all out at once and it looks like a big giant plate of spaghetti coming out of your rear end it's delightful (laughs) that is an awful thing to see yeah that's not good oh god that was the cover of my band's you know, a CD. Well, we didn't have a CD. We had cassettes back then.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, there was a picture of that, some of these things coming out. And the name of our band was Ass Maggot. There you go. So there you go.
4: I had worms one time when I was a kid.
3: Really? I'm you had pinworms? Yeah, I had
4: pinworms when I was a kid. Yeah, sometimes. what
3: kid didn't? Mm. So we should talk okay. about how you diagnose <laughs> pinworms. Kids walking around, they're scratching their crack constantly. Right? Yeah. And then they come out at night. So you wait till the kid's asleep, and you take this little paddle that's got double-sided tape on it, and you mush it all around their uh, ass crack. And then you look at it under the microscope. And if you see pinworms in there, then you give the kid one dose of uh, anti-helminthic medication, and they're done with it. So, oh,
1: yeah. yep. Is it necessary to know if the kids got pinworms before you just? Well, I, Proactively treat. Them. I'm kind of
3: with you, but you don't want to just treat a itchy ass with with a drug like that. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, there are downsides too. But you, it, it looks here. I'm just looking here. It says you can buy this stuff over the counter at Walgreens now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't know that. Let's oh. see here. So maybe not taste. Uh, yeah, pyrantel. Let me see what the. Oh come on. Pyrantel pamoate. And you give it to kids, single-dose effectiveness includes a measuring cup. It's, ooh, it's banana-flavored. Mm.
4: Must be common enough yep. still. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And mabendazole is, the, is one of the more commonly um, uh, prescribed versions. I had no idea you could just buy
5: that stuff over the counter. That is kind of crazy, mm. isn't it? Yeah, pinworms are nasty. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much all worms coming In out of body. your colon are going to be nailed. <laughs> yeah. to. Uh-oh, there's Beck. Let's put him on. Oh, see. Beck, he wants money. Five dollars yeah, says he see. wants money. I just
3: gave him some. Mr. Beck, you're on where, Weird Medicine.
5: Where everyone, oh, okay, that's where, okay. You want to come up? Uh, not necessarily. No. Okay, very good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Damn, I just lost five bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have one more little story. Okay. This one is called The Human Dragon. Mm. In 1889, a 24-year-old factory worker from Manchester woke up earlier than usual and struck a match in order to look at the clock next to his bed. When he tried to blow out the flame, there was a sudden explosion like a pistol shot. His breath had ignited so violently that his face was burnt and Uh his mustache caught fire. Yikes. After several such incidents... He was forced to give up smoking and did his best to avoid naked flames. His doctor had the bright idea of passing a tube into the man's stomach in order to analyze what he found in it. He discovered that an obstruction in the patient's bowel was causing his stomach contents to ferment, producing large quantities of flammable methane. Having identified the cause, the doctor successfully used trial and error to find a drug that prevented his the patient from breathing fire like a dyspeptic dragon.
3: So, wow. what was he eating? I it doesn't wanna, say what he was eating. I want to do that. Yeah. What would you possibly eat that would ferment in your <laughs> stomach to make methane?
4: And how could you have an intestinal obstruction for so long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: without pain. Uh, and it, Well, it had to be a yeah. partial obstruction. Yeah, that's
1: I weird. call bullshit. Well, maybe yeah. we'll be doing a recall on maybe this not. like we did on well, the...
5: Well, but you know, what is it? We've talked about the disease. Looking at boobs
3: makes you, yeah. get, is like... Uh, what was it it was like working out for 20 minutes 30 yeah. 30. 30 minutes really? yeah I still i still think that was that was a pretty solid study yeah except yeah. that it was completely debunked <laughs> were you you weren't here the were you here the day that we yeah. debunked it yeah okay yeah i yeah, still i, I think he just, debunking was we just wanted it to be true did yes. you look
4: at boobs on a computer or did someone stand here topless
3: no no, 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 no. We it read was the a report. It yeah. was a, oh. supposedly <laughs> oh, a medical <laughs> I did study, <laughs> and, right? and it had been. my your own experiment. And it had been um, uh, brought out there multiple times and debunked multiple times. But it got picked up again by some news service, and we ran it. And I knew when we were talking about it. So I, I think there's something funny about this, but uh, normally I'll look things up while Tacy's talking about them right and then look at the real study on that one I didn't do it I was just mesmerized and uh cause I guess I cause I wanted it to be true mm-hmm. anyway. I'm saying that dude had a form of auto brewery syndrome yes I'm, I'll give you a, a bell for that give think, myself they, a bell could be legit yeah um but yeah i think that's true auto brewery syndrome is often where people get drunk mm. <clears throat> because they're fermenting um sugars in their in their intestine and i I've, I've seen cases where people will piss do a urine drug test never had a drink in their life and they'll show up with small amounts of alcohol mm-hmm. in their urine mm-hmm. because they've got a yeast infection and it's producing yeah. uh uh, yeah, or a yeast cystitis is producing alcohol in their bladder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so autobrewery syndrome is mm-hmm. a real thing where people produce alcohol. Uh, but they don't produce it, the bacteria, the yeast and bacteria in right. their colon right. do. Right. So, yeah. So there is a chance. Yep. There's a chance. There's You're a chance. saying there's a well, chance? Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, these bacteria. They um, excrete hydrogen sulfide, mm. methane. I mean, you've seen people light farts
5: before. Oh, yeah.
3: That, that's, um, I mean, what boy hasn't done that with his friends? <laughs> but, uh, and that's real. It's flammable. Right. The the question is, how would you do it from above? And yeah, it's got to be the bowel obstruction, but he mm. should be dead. Mm-hmm. Well, like partial bowel obstruction, I think. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I'm kind of calling though. bullshit on that one, too. But uh, I would like to know more about it. Well, thank you, Tase. You're welcome. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Go on. Oh, no. Oops, Give thyself me. a bell. <laughs> there you go. Damn. All right. Um, you guys want to answer some medical questions? Sure. sure. We should probably address um, the uh, fluid family. So if you listen to us record live, and it's usually Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, we do have a um, YouTube channel, and we just broadcast live. And it's uh, YouTube.com slash at or you can follow us at Weird Medicine on Twitter, and you'll see the announcement. But, uh, yeah, we had um, D-Ban gifted five Dr. Steve memberships. And then Radish Diff, uh, not to be undone, gifted ten And then gifted another five. So thank you all. And if you come in there, make sure you have it turned on so that you can accept gifted memberships. What do the memberships do right now? Well, now we're gonna have to think of something because <laughs> we have more members than we did.
5: We have keychains, don't we? When we, well,
3: yeah, okay, maybe we could send some things out or we could do a special show just for them, you know, question and answer for Very them, sure, of course, an AMA or something like that just for members. But, but anyway, I just thought that was kind of cool. So, thank you all for doing that. All right.
2: Um, today's episode is brought to you by Angie. When you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. at sax.com, It's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at com.
5: Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Okay,
3: so this is apropos to uh, PA Lydia.
1: Hi, Dr. Steve. Hello. I'm tired of weenie questions. Okay, fair. So here's a girl question. All right. Have you ever heard of a temporary breast augmentation? I think they just stick a needle in you and inject
4: something. Yep. Let me know.
3: Yeah, have you guys ever heard of this?
4: Uh, I only, uh, just in my research, saw the fat transfer where they stick, they collect some fat from a different part of your body, usually your back, yeah, and then they inject it into the breast, okay. Where they process it and then inject into the breast. But I haven't heard of like a very temporary. One. Yeah, the,
3: the temporary ones are done with saline. What about well, what about the, for stretching? Like certainly after mastectomies. Been... No, what this is actually for is like uh, someone's doing a photo shoot and uh, they want to go up a cup size or something. Okay, okay, gotcha. <clears throat> um, uh, a properly uh, trained plastic ah. surgeon. Uh, Can take a needle and can inject saline, and you can get about a cup size increase and it'll lift and all that stuff. It starts to go away immediately. So you have to go right there, maybe 24, 48 hours. And it costs out the ass. Does not
4: sound worth it. How much,
3: um, just out of curiosity, how much was your, from start to finish, uh, did did your breast augmentation cost?
4: 9,600.
3: Okay. So doing it. With the uh, injection is like $3,000. So you do that three times, you might as well just get a permanent one. Yeah.
5: That's ridiculous. Yeah.
3: I never heard um, tail of itch. Yep. I never heard tail of such, but
4: I do not think it'd be worth it. I, I think, think that it's, it's not comfortable. It's
3: for, it couldn't feel good. I mean, highfalutin models yeah. and stuff. Well, you know, the inside of the breast really doesn't have a lot of pain fibers. Yeah, but the stretch fibers in the, the skin. The stretch does, yeah. Yeah. And they said if you do it too often, what will happen is you'll end up with increased sagginess because yeah. you're stretching out the skin when you shouldn't be. It's not ready to be stretched out. So oh, I know. Yep. Crazy. But, yep, that's a real thing. Thank you. Uh, let's see here.
0: Hi, Dr. Steve. Hi, this is Blair. Hey, Blair. Um, I have a son who's 12, has very bad acne. Uh, doctor went through antibiotics, yeah. creams, everything. They're telling us that Accutane is our only option. Um, there's so many risks for Accutane, so it's very scary to have to use it. Uh what are my options? Ed, what do you feel how do you feel about Accutane? Thank you.
3: Yeah, I was nervous about Accutane as well. Mm-hmm. Um one of our kids needed it. Mm-hmm. And um so Tacey and I looked at the risk benefits alternatives, I've prescribed it before. Right. And uh, what it is is Accutane is isotretinoin. It's uh, 13-cis retinoic acid. And what it is is it's a vitamin A analog. And if you remember, vitamin A, D, E, and K are all fat soluble, mm. so you can overdose on those. And overdosing on vitamin A sucks. And what happens is you uh, take this stuff, and it makes it permanently changes your skin. But you can also get dry lips. You can get an increased susceptibility to sunburn. Uh, you can get ar- uh, muscle aches and pains, headaches, et cetera, et cetera. Women of childbearing age c- cannot take this stuff without being on absolute birth control because uh, it's known to induce uh, birth, de- birth defects. So uh, it is insanely great. If you've got severe cystic acne, Tacey, you want to talk about a little
5: bit, but I mean,
1: it. poor Liam was his back was just terrible, and um, <coughs> what's up?
5: Yeah, no, what? No, I was talking to him, yeah. Oh, okay,
1: no. yeah, his back was just terrible, and he still has some cysts that we need to eventually have removed yeah. on his back, right? But um, it's clear now, and he hardly ever has acne, and it's supposed to be. Something that lasts for the majority of people forever, right? Correct. I mean, some people do have to do it again, but I do remember Liam's lips were cracked in the winter, especially in... You know, he, everything was just dry on him. Yeah.
3: And, I mean, you do it for, what, 12 weeks or something like that? I can't remember. So
1: it's 15 to 20 weeks. Okay.
3: So you have to do uh, lab work at the beginning, and then you do it in the middle. And if there's any changes in that lab work, then they'll stop it. But most people do okay with it. Mm. Uh, you know, the there are some weird side effects from it, depression, suicidal ideation, psychosis, stuff like that. Uh, these are exceedingly rare, but not the odds are not zero. There can be erectile dysfunction and, uh, and reduced libido as well, but those are not considered uh, permanent changes. So, uh, you know, it's uncomfortable while you're doing it, but the end result is pretty astounding.
1: Yeah, it really is.
3: I mean, he was really having a hard time. He did everything that they told him to do, and just nothing was working. Mm. And uh, so, I, it's one of those you got to consider the risk benefits and alternatives. But go someplace where they do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Dermatology is, you know, a place that treats acne every day. Your primary care provider they may be okay at it. I mean, I did it because I lived in the middle of a rural area that had no dermatologists for miles and miles around when I lived in Vermont, stuff like that. But there, uh, I. It, we took our kid to a dermatologist because they do five or six of these every day, mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing. And if you'll follow everything that they say to the letter, you'll be okay for the most part, um, really almost universally.
1: I mean, it's horrible to to let a kid grow up with the pitted scarring on their face. And I mean, yeah, those are things you, you can't get rid can of. Anything. Yeah, and it's yeah. just tough enough to be a teenager My God, God. I mean, it's tough enough. I mean, with without acne, you know, then you add it. It's just awful. Totally agree. Totally
5: agree.
3: Yep, you're right. Well, okay. so very good. So, yes, um, risk benefits alternatives. Consider those. Talk to the kid. And uh, you and uh, if the kid is under 18, you got to make the decision for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, just if you do, get someone experienced, and then do exactly what they tell you to do. Okay, Gotcha. All right. Here's one. This is PA Lydia. Hello, fluid
5: family. Oh,
3: God. Here we go. Hello, and PA Lydia. Uh, (laughs) Quick question for you. A scam
5: cut or whatever, is that just dried blood or does the body realize that its delicate little wrapping has been damaged and it tries to send other things there to help with wound care and seal it off? I always wonder about that.
3: That's a great... A great sort of basic biology question. Um, P.A. Lydia, I didn't warn you but that this was coming. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about it?
4: So he was asking if a scab is just dry blood versus other whether there's tissues. An, yeah, there's yeah. an
3: active process going on. There is on, an
4: active so, process yeah. going on. Yes. Uh, and I cannot remember all of the activities of the granulation <laughs> tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. So you start having... Uh, What's more specific than granulation tissue? Well, the
3: first thing you have to do is stop the bleeding. So you have yeah. hemostasis. So yeah. that you work with those blood factors all the time. If you want to talk about that one, then I can hit the other ones.
4: Well, you have fibrinogen mm-hmm. monomers. Ooh. 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 So we, have, we, we do uh, in our system have a, a clotting cascade. So there's... Several factors, what, 12 factors? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that go into Cascade. Ultimately, you have uh, monomers or, or tiny filaments of fibrin that get conjoined into polymers or long strands of mm-hmm. fibrin. Those uh, make a, kind of a, a network together. They trap other cells like platelets, in Yeah, them platelets. And cause a clot. To achieve hemostasis or stop it
1: yep. bleeding.
3: Mm-hmm. So you stop the bleeding. So that's the first phase is you mm-hmm. gotta stop the bleeding. So you may get some constriction of the blood vessels, and then the platelets start to aggregate. You don't want them to do it. They'll aggregate in the presence of injury. So there's fat. I mean, it's crazy. How does the how does your skin know it's been damaged? You know, it has to start sending out signal. Hey, we got a problem here. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. It's all chemical. Chemical markers and stuff, and, and all these things sort of kick in. They're there, just waiting to get that uh, the call, that signal. Yeah. Yep, they got the call. Then you get inflammation. Is the second one. That's when the white blood cells come in and the fibroblasts and stuff start to set up a shop. To do that, they need fluid to move around in. They can't move around on dry skin, so they will flood the area with fluid by opening up. Uh, uh the tight junctions of capillaries and stuff like that so they can move around a little bit more freely. and uh, that can cause pain and redness and that kind of stuff. And then you have proliferation where the skin cells start to reform around this matrix and then you have remodeling where this, where all the fibroblasts and everything will start to shrink to draw the, <clears throat> the uh, scar down to the smallest size that it, the body can can work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it's incredible. Yeah, it is. If you really want to see something, it's beyond the scope of the show. But you can Google just uh, skin healing on, or well, YouTube search it and see videos on it. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I still think the craziest thing are the three D animations they do of making proteins. You know, transcribing DNA into messenger RNA and then taking it over to the ribosomal RNA and then transcribing it.
4: What are the molecules that look like they're walking around?
3: Yeah, the ribosomes. And then the the mRNA goes in, and and it's like a factory, and it's just reading off instructions. Put this amino acid now, Mm -hmm. put this one now, put this one. It's the craziest damn thing. How in the hell did that ever get started? It's insane. You think about it. Pretty complicated. Yeah, I'm going to do a live stream uh, either tonight or this week about the anthropic principle about how this universe is just finely tuned for life mm-hmm. and how that is. And the anthropic principle says, well, if it wasn't, if it weren't, we wouldn't be here. Right. And that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. And uh, so, are there? Is it just dumb chance that all of these constants? were of uh, the because you can't derive these constants from mm-hmm. the math mm-hmm. like the fine structure constant and and the strong force and the weak nuclear force all these things you can't derive those they just are numbers that that are that are that way right you know you can discover them but you can't derive them there's no underlying principle that says that the strong force has to be this specific strength mm-hmm. they just are they're born that way when the universe is born and uh is that just dumb chance that one in a 100 trillion, quadrillion, you know, uh, different pure mutations that we got the one that life can, can or was it by design or is there just truly an infinite number of universes, you know, the, the true multiverse with a whole bunch of uh, each one of them with different parameters and only the ones in the middle uh, actually can support life? Mm-hmm. So, I don't, who knows? Mm-hmm. This is unanswerable. It yes. will drive you nuts. Yes. The origins
4: of God. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: right. Well, yes. <laughs> but uh,
4: God. Of, of course.
3: And uh, so that's how, that's some people's response to it. Well, it mm-hmm. has to be by intelligent design. And then other people reject that. And either way, whether you believe it or you reject it, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still an incredible result. Yeah, regardless. And here we are, the eyes and ears of the creator of the universe, which is what Kilgore Trout said in uh, Breakfast with Champions, was a Kurt Vonnegut book. Somebody said you wrote on the bathroom wall, "What's the meaning of life?" and Kilgore Trout wrote back to be the eyes and the ears of the creator of the universe, you dolt or something like that, you idiot. (laughs) And uh, I mean, we are the way that the universe regards itself. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it can regard itself. you got a cold, dark universe just sitting there. You create life and now the universe can regard itself. We're not separate. We're not bags of meat that are just separate from the universe. We are part of the universe just like our hair is part of us. Mm -hmm. We don't consciously – we're not aware of growing our hair. It's just something that that our head does. And we're not aware of, you know, black, uh, black holes and, you know, sucking in matter and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just part of – but we are part of the universe that does that. We're right. just as much of a part of it as our hair is part of our body. So, um, you know, it is uh, – it's maddening. And then we – Go to Taco Bell and they give us mild sauce instead of fire sauce, and we get pissed, start cussing. It's like, really, are we thinking about the big, you know, the the big picture now? No. no they're not. So anyway, all right. Now maybe now I don't have to do my live stream. I was pretty much it. Anyway. <laughs> Save yourself the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: I'm not sure how we got off on that, but it's still it's interesting. Did you see the fluid family question there? No, I did not. Uh, from Franklin? Nope. If you'll scroll back up, you'll see it. Okay. Asking if the calorie counter on the Apple Watch is more accurate than the one on the Peloton. Oh wow! I boy, the All of these things are indirect
3: measurements. Mm-hmm. How? Do, the only true way to determine how many calories you're burning is uh, through a uh, chamber. Where have you ever seen one of these? You want to talk about it? No, you're no, in-
4: no, go ahead. Yeah, okay. i have
3: just. There's a chamber where they measure how. Uh, you have to breathe into this thing. It measures how much carbon dioxide you are exhaling, mm-hmm. and how uh, much uh, what what how much heat you're giving off. And then when you do like an exercise or something, they'll determine how many ergs of. Of energy you're using uh, in you know spinning the wheels of the bike, Mm. and then they can add all of that up, and they can get a pretty good idea of how many actual calories you burn. Short of that, it's just they're just extrapolating from data that they have. So none of them are very accurate, but you'll also notice that they're in the same ballpark. You won't have one say ten thousand, the other one say thirty. You know, this one will say five sixty-six, and this one will say four fifty, and they're in the ballpark. Yeah, close enough. And who gives a shit anyway? Yeah, as long as they're close. You don't know what your basal metabolic rate is. You can calculate
5: it, but well, it's not right. Just get off your ass and get moving. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Who cares? Yep.
3: And uh, you know, ultimately, yes, we want to. If we want, if our goal is to lose weight, we want to burn more calories than we consume. And um, you know, good luck using a calculator to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You could get in, again, get in the ballpark mm-hmm. and then decrease it enough. So if you calculate your basal metabolic rate to be 2,000 calories, and we could go through that for somebody if we wanted to next time. Scott, maybe we should do that. Mm, no, it's um, too much math. It's, yeah, it's easy math.
5: Though.
3: <laughs> and then you say, okay, so it's 2,000, so let's do 1,500 calories. So if the 2,000 is plus or minus... 15%, then taking in 1,500 calories is going to be sure to give you a weight loss over time. Right. That's the old school way of doing weight loss. So, but anyway. Cool. All right. Interesting. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. You know, so the answer is who cares?
4: Are you guys still using Noom.
3: I, I incorporated Noom into my worldview, so I'm not really doing it anymore. Okay. I mean I'm not doing the app anymore. Yeah,
4: like once you once you're on it for a while you just figure out. Yeah, it's it a out. six week to three yeah.
3: month program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it stabilized me. Now I need to I just I'm not mindful at this point of what I'm eating and I need to do better. Mm. I did really well when I got back from my wellness retreat, <laughs> and I'm kind of backsliding. You may have to go for another trip. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. I, yeah. You know, I, you can't expect one week to fix you, but I know what I need to do. Now I just need to get the willpower to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it.
4: Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
3: Okie dokie. Uh, let's see here. How about...
5: Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, i got a question for you about poison ivy okay. uh, since it's the summer. and I, I just got some on my ankles and a couple other spots, and I was just wondering how long it takes to go away. I know that there's all these remedies like oatmeal baths and calamine lotion. Um, how does it work? I, I was reading online. I can't really find out any solid information, and... I, Worst case scenario, if you get it and you're really allergic to it, I heard they give you a steroid injection, and I'm just wondering why. Like, what would happen if you were just fucked and just got it all over your body and, and couldn't figure out anything?
3: Yeah. Have you guys ever had poison ivy?
5: Oh, God, yes.
3: I used to get it so bad that it would blister up, and I would just have clear fluid That's how mine used blisters. to get it. And people think that those are contagious, or that you can spread it from that. You cannot. There's God. no, there's no poison ivy antigen in the fluid in those blisters. Tacey, you ever had it? No. Okay, so you don't know how miserable I've never had it, is.
5: it either. Hey, we went out. We were in one. Uh, a friend of our, a friend of ours was uh, um, asked us to help pull some um, weeds around yes. a place, and we we didn't realize we were pulling. We thought there it was ivy. It was poison ivy. So stuffing, you know, bags of poison ivy down into trash bags. Nice. I had up both arms. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, steroid, steroid packs and shots. I sling bladed a terrible. whole uh, side of a hill.
3: Yep. and it was all it was, oh god, uh, and, and, got and all and down do my shirt and down my back. Everywhere, everywhere it's awful.
5: Gets yeah. in your nuts.
4: Medscape. Yeah. Medscape says. Uh, Seven to twenty-one days as expected yeah, that's resolution. About right. That's
5: about well, right. Well, you know, and Doctor Stephen, I think, I think you don't have people, to wait for it to go away, though. Well, and I think a lot of people don't realize you can you can actually get it. Um, you don't have to get it immediately. You can get it on a on a pant yep. or a shirt or something. I, I got last winter we had a, a tree parsley fall down. And I went to chainsaw it down. And I went back and I was like. Shit, man! I've got poison ivy. Yeah, and I did. It was dead. It's It's called a delayed
3: type hypersensitivity reaction. Immediate type would be anaphylaxis. You know, each shellfish, and so it's delayed, Mm -hmm. and it is a volatile gas. It's uh, the name of the um, of the uh, molecule that you're allergic to is urushiol. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, poison ivy has it. Poison oak, poison sumac, all of those have Ugh. this oily sap that c- it contains this urushiol in it. Ugh. And um, it uh, the the higher the concentration, the faster the uh, itch and the blistering will come. So, let's say that it's a very calm, hot day, and you walk past a one of those giant poison poison ivy plants that's climbing up the trunk of a tree. Right. And there is a cloud of this oil with this urushiol in it and you walk through it. Well, the place that gets 10 parts per billion will show up first. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that could be on the, your forearm and then Five parts per billion later and one part per billion even later than that. And you get the illusion that it's spreading oh. because you're scratching it it's spreading. But it's not. You, mm. you at, Once you went home and took that per shower, the exposure's over. But right. the damage has already been done. Uh, so people think that they're, you know, spreading scratching it by spreading, scratching yeah. it. And so yeah. as long as you wash afterward, whatever exposure you've had, that's all you're going to get. Wow. But when you get a really bad one, mm-hmm. yes, uh, steroids are the way to go. And I don't think a shot usually is going to be enough. It's almost always going to have to be a 7- to 12-day steroid dose pack. And they'll start you off on a high dose, and it starts to go away immediately. It's amazing.
4: Yeah. But uh, if it's done too quickly, <clears> if you don't taper it long enough, you'll get a resurgence.
3: That's correct. That's correct. That, Very so good. Important
4: yeah, to yeah, take it so, all.
3: Yeah, you need to take it all because it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, PA Lydia is right. You'll go, oh, I'm fine. You know, it, it went away in a couple of days, and then you stop taking it, and it comes right back.
5: Yeah, in a lot of the places, you can tolerate topical stuff, but if it gets near your eyes, it's a, yep, that's a very important thing to, yeah, or take. big giant blisters. So, yeah. I'm not a fan of calamine,
3: and I'm not a fan of topical Benadryl. Topical Benadryl can actually make itching worse. It can activate um, some of the uh, immune cell or cells in the skin. Mm. So if you're going to use Benadryl, you take it a, as a pill, hydramine right. or any other, any histamine, you can do that. Uh, anything that makes it feel better, the reason you do the oatmeal baths is just, it just moisturizes the skin, that's all, and it, it helps you to stop itching for five minutes. As soon as you fall asleep that night, <clears throat> you're still going to wake up itching, though. No. So really, the only thing for a widespread uh, poison ivy attack is going to be um, uh, it's gonna be steroids. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Good right. question, though.
5: Good. Tacey, stuff. I
3: don't know why you never had. it. I had it when I was a kid, and then I don't ever get it anymore. I can eat this stuff now. I
5: have Oh lord.
3: It. <clears throat> okay, Doctor Scott. Um, before we go, we had a uh, question from the fluid
5: family, I believe. Yes, I've, it's from anonymous. Um, I've got little white pockets of of white stuff, like small pimples on my sack had had them removed um surgically removed years ago and uh, but they do keep coming back just wondering what they are what what they can do about it i okay do, do you guys anybody want to jump
3: in i think i know what it is fordice yeah the, i yeah it's very good dr scott i'll give you that you want to talk about it not really. Give thyself. A bit. I don't know how to treat it. I just know what they are.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I send them to dermatology. Actually. Well,
3: there is um, a thing called scrotal calcinosis too. Okay. And scrotal calcinosis are little uh, de- calcium deposits, and if you let them go, the whole scrotum will get taken over. Uh, pa Lydia, you were nodding, and did you did something. I was just you looking to
4: back say? to my last PA, uh, or thinking back to my last PA school lecture where I had to do <laughs> benign and. <laughs>
3: Oh, really? Non-benign
4: penile lesions, but I couldn't remember the name. Yeah,
3: so there's, uh, on the penis, around the rim of the Roman war helmet, you will have these uh, pearly uh, pearly papules, pearly penile papules, and those are fun. But um, this, uh, four-dye spots are usually found around the lips, mouth, or genitals. They're little white uh, papules, They're tiny. They're slightly (laughs) elevated. You okay over there, buddy? Apologize.
4: (laughs) Apologize. Man sneeze. They
3: appear the same in everybody despite whatever, you know, shade of color your skin is. And they're really sort of common and normal. And they're just ectopic sebaceous glands. That's all they are, which means that they are oil glands that are growing in a place where they're not supposed to be, period. And you can have them scraped off or you can have them lasered off or you can just leave them the hell alone. But if it is scrotal calcinosis, that's another thing. And uh, if uh, maybe one of these days I can do a live stream where I could show people pictures of these things. Maybe we could do that. Cool. I wonder if I would get in trouble with YouTube showing showing genital pictures, but they're uh, from a medical standpoint, you know, genital skin and oh, stuff. I think, so. I think if I did it right, yeah, probably. They're being ridiculous right now so Mm
4: -hmm.
3: yeah all right i mean did you hear what some somebody did to stuttering john it was it really was bad i mean you know whatever you think of stuttering john this should not have happened to anybody who's trying to make a living doing live streaming so he was live streaming he gave out his link to his stream yard right if you once you do that those people can show up in your queue and you can put them on if you want to and they, you know, there's a string of them down the bottom. You click on it. And the, um, he had sent the link to a guy who was also at war with somebody he was at war with. So he thought that that, that person would be an ally. But it, he, what it turned out he'd forgotten that he'd been making up songs about that person, calling him fat and all this kind of oh, stuff. Goodness. So as soon as he sent it to that guy, <laughs> he put it up on the Internet. And somebody joined impersonating somebody else. Called the uh, Dabble storian I think, and the Dabble storian is like a historian of the Dabble verse. And had been on some other shows before, but this person called himself that, but it wasn't. It wasn't that person. And they talked for a little bit, and then he, the this person who was impersonating, uh, played a video that was, let's say, excretory, very graphically excretory, and. Uh, had a person in the background yelling out racial epithets oh. and John didn't get it off quick enough and his channel was um, cut was yeah cut for um, uh, gosh, I don't know how long it was quite some time for Jeez. like a week or something and you know the the question is was that really John's fault and what YouTube says is you're in charge of of your um you know.
4: It's like a surgeon, the captain of the ship. Anything yeah, wrong correct. in the OR is correct. the surgeon's fault.
3: Yep, yep, yep. So, so anyway, that happened. So people wonder, well, why don't you take live calls? That's one of the reasons. <clears throat> one of the last live calls we had, we had uh, Flash Brown on, who was a uh, an adult film star, and the caller just before them was screaming, <laughs> you know, racial epithets at us, and it what was in like, the world? yeah, <laughs> well, he was. He was inebriated, and uh, the two things weren't related. It was just really bad timing. So anyway, It's a lot. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like, okay, so we do voicemails like Dean Adele did. Anyway, but uh, on our live stream, when we do the Patreon, you know, we have the patrons get in, and if, if there's a problem, I just edit it out. And there never has been so far. Knock on wood now that I've said that.
5: It'll be a problem. But anyway. All right, anything else from over there? Um. Well, we've got a, a real quick one from Kush, yeah. a question about long COVID being thrown around. Um, yeah. He tested positive at home a month ago, um, but he said he's now just starting to feel normal. Yeah. So you want to talk about this this time or next time? Well, we can talk about okay. it. Yeah. yeah well, as I, I would say, you know, I was just, I, I have this discussion about 12 times a day, it seems yeah, and, uh, and, and a lot that's of it's not really long COVID, is it? No. And a lot of folks will say, Well, you know, well they I've I've heard it could cause long this this could be part of long COVID. I'm like, no, that's that's a bursitis in your hip. <laughs> you know. Or this could be long COVID. I'm like, nope, you're just constipated. You know, and so so but long COVID I have seen. Um, issues with sinuses, hearing, um, and certainly fatigue. Well, and I've made. got a scarred up lung. Yeah, I Man, don't that that qualify? Yeah. So yes, the point being is, th- it, it is a real thing, um, but but always always factor in all the other things that yeah. could be going on. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Treat it all. And not
3: everything is. Many are called, but few right. are actually
5: long COVID. Yeah. Exactly. So just stay healthy. Eat your vitamins. You know, take your vitamins. <laughs> get yeah. up your grass. quit smoking. It's, yeah you know the, the drill. exercise check your yeah, check your <laughs> for for four for dice. <laughs> for yeah, right, while you're at it <laughs> it's a good question kush thank you yes it is very good all right
3: well listen, do thanks uh dr scott thanks tacy thanks pa lydia thanks to everyone thank who's you. made this show happen over the years listen to our sirius xm show on the faction talk channel sirius channel 103 saturdays at 7 p.m eastern sunday at 6 p.m eastern on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Uh, Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks everybody.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Bye.
5: See you guys.